The moon shows her face, and Sim crouches low to the ground. On the castle walls, on the high towers, a dozen pairs of eyes hunt the darkness of the slopes outside, but only the wind finds Sim, tugging at his cloak, keening in his ears. He studies the battlements, the sheer expanse of stonework, the great gatehouse hunkered above the heaviest of portcullises. When the time comes, he'll be fast. But now he waits, sinking the teeth of his patience into the problem, watching how the guards move, how they come and go, where they rest their eyes. Every good story tells at least one lie and holds a secret at its heart. The young man kept his head so still as he spoke that Dara thought of the statues in her father's hall. She watched his lips form the words, her gaze drawn by their motion amid the stillness of his face. All part of the storyteller's art, no doubt. The secret of this story hides in darkness, trapped behind the eyes of an assassin. Dara let her gaze stray from Giza's mouth to encompass the rest of him, slight within his teller's tunic, buttoned to the top, his velvet tricorn rakishly askew, features fine, the light that had first lit her up still burning in those grey eyes. Sim, they called him. Perhaps it was his name. Assassins wear such things lightly. In any event, Sim had been his name since the Brotherhood took him in. A Brotherhood? Was he a holy man? Dara knew the Pope kept assassins, the best that money could buy. Guise smiled. A true storyteller doesn't bridle at questions. When questions are not welcome, the story will not allow its audience to speak. A holy man? Of a kind? He offered absolution, dealt in peace. Steel forgives all sins. When Guise smiled, Dara's heart beat faster, and the lingering worry retreated. If her father discovered she'd snuck a man into her rooms, a mere commoner at that, he would double the guard, though she doubted the walls would hold more soldiers, have the bars at her window shackled together so no illicit key would open them, and worst of all, he would talk to her. He would summon her before the chair from which he spoke for all of Aramis, and treat her not like a child, but like an adult in whom his trust had been misplaced. She would have to stand there, alone in that echoing expanse of marble, and explain the knotted curtain pulls she'd lowered as a rope, the alarm she'd had Clara raise to distract the guardsmen from their patrols, Brother Sim took his work seriously. The taking of a life is a... Was he handsome, this Brother Sim? Dara stretched on the couch, a languid motion, hot and sultry as the night. She felt sure a storm was building. The treetops in the gardens had been thrashing in a humid wind when she opened the window for geese, rain lacing the breeze. It would break soon the distant thunder arrive and make good on its threats. Dara half-rolled to face the storyteller. He leaned forward on his small chair, 
Close at hand, the story scroll unopened on his knee.